0: Taste it Hey what's on your plate? Is it good, is it great? Come on, don't hesitate. Sit, sit on on down, down with the unbuja food aid. When you're cooking at home, wanna set the right tone. Just pick up the phone, sit, sit down down with, with the unbuja food. Aid. Good morning. Good morning, Twin Cities, Saint Paul East Side. <laughs> this is your neighborhood, bougie foodie Wesley, right here, coming to you on a Saturday morning. And just know that I am here every Saturday at ten a.m. live. So thank you so much for tuning in. If you're maybe out doing some grocery shopping, early grocery shopping, or maybe. Hey, St. Paul Farmers Market or any farmers market that's nearby you. Uh yeah, thanks for just taking a moment to l- listen to the show. Uh you could listen to the show if you don't already know on 104.7 FM WEQYLP St. Paul. You can also stream the show live as well. So, you know, let's just say, you know, you're on you're not in your car and dang, you still want to listen to the show. Well, you can still go to the TuneIn app and download that on any of your mobile devices uh, or go to www.tunein.com and then just simply search for WEQY, And you'll be able to stream my show, <laughs> the Umbuchi Foodie, every Saturday, along with any other shows that you'd be interested in on WEQY as well. But I want to invite you Uh, To definitely follow me on social media So there's The Unbougie Foodie on Facebook The underscore Unbougie Foodie on Instagram And then Twitter is at Unbougie Foodie I also would like to invite you to um, Visit my website as well as www.theunbougiefoodie.com You'll see or hear past episodes um, Articles that I've written Every day or well not every day But Musings of food that I've had uh, over some time. So, yeah, look out for that. Or at least visit, if you would. To, you know, today's show is going to be, or topic, I should say, not even today's show, today's topic is going to be something I guess I've never really considered before. Uh, I've heard of it, uh, and and i'm quite sure that i've experienced it i've gone to you know pop-ups or and so forth and that's pretty much you know kind of not pop-ups but the fact that it is a ghost kitchen and you're probably thinking okay well what are you talking about uh you know a ghost kitchen what's a ghost kitchen well let's actually first describe we're jumping right in y'all we're jumping right in and we're going to just kind of like talk a, a bit about ghost kitchens and it, how fitting, though, because clearly what we're, what restaurant owners or even smaller businesses, restaurant um, owners, they have what they've been experiencing during this time of COVID, um, 2020, and even though we're, very hopeful and remaining positive about how 2021 is going to continue um right now they're still ha- struggling with trying to have a business um you know they're trying to not only create food for the community friends families what's whatsoever but also maintain you know their their equipment, maintain their the brick and mortar that they're in, they have rent, you know, if there's equipment that they've maybe rented or that on some type of finance, but all of these things. So you know folks are having difficulty. Some folks, many, I won't even say some, many have unfortunately had to shut their doors or maybe for a temporary amount of time, but then others have to have, have had to do it permanently, which is so sad because, you know, even though I'm a person that when I do go out, you know, definitely get opportunity to enjoy going to some place and experiencing really good food or just food in general period. Um, sometimes these are the things that we take for granted. You know, we're just, we're just thinking, okay, well, we, the things behind the scenes we don't really care about just my food (laughs) that's all I care about that's all I'm really interested in but you know and then we're sad when we hear a business is I'm sorry folks you know thank you so much for being wonderful followers of our business and enjoying our fabulous food or you know um, but sorry to say but we're going to have to close or we're experiencing some difficulty and we can't Maintain this space any longer. It's sad, you know, because you miss your favorite spot and you want to, you wish, gosh, where, what are we gonna, you know, maybe they were have, they were one restaurant or one place that was serving up that, that sandwich that was just toasted right, or they were using some type of special sauce or whatever. And you're thinking, gosh, where am I gonna find this now again? Dang. Well, with this, again, with the whole COVID, there needed to be a switch, uh, a readjusting and understanding of things now have to be very unique when it comes down to how a business wants to survive. And so ghost kitchens, which they've been around for a while, but even more so now, it is more prevalent So, okay, once again, you're asking the question, okay, that's all well and good, that's all nice, but what really is a ghost kitchen? Oh, it's described, U.S. Foods describes it uh, as being typically remote spaces that are rented by existing restaurants to handle delivery and takeout orders. Um, They're not for everybody, but you could open a new type of revenue, you could boost profits, and... Do some market sharing. That's a lot of mumbo jumbo, <laughs> business wise. But what? You know, what about for the consumer? The consumer here, they're they just want food. But the business, of course, has to really think about well, how are we going to set up? What are we going to use? You know, maybe my food needs a, a specific type of, I don't know, kitchen equipment. Um, there are virtual kitchens that you can that are brick and mortar uh shared spaces too that maybe a restaurant that is decided you know certain times or certain days of the week I am willing to share my our space our equipment with you or you know on these days I'm going to close my portion of the brick and mortar let's say Monday through Monday through Wednesday Monday through Thursday or whatever Monday through Friday or whatever and then Saturday and Sunday or you the other two days or however many days, whatever the arrangement, they work out with someone else and decide to, you know, let them use your kitchen. <laughs> you know, creating their their food, their brand of food or, or whatnot. But it goes on to say that, you know, it removes the overhead cost for a shared remote kitchen while still enabling the restaurant to serve food from other current um, from their current concept and a new cuisine type with low competition in the area. So true enough, yes, there is still a business acumen that you need to take into consideration. And so certainly you're you have to know that there is going to there's research that you're going to have to do so it's not okay, Saturday. We're we're shutting our doors. We can't do this any Monday anymore. Monday we're gonna open up a we're gonna go to a ghost kitchen or use someone else's kitchen or, or whatnot. There really does need to be a a business model or process that you have to follow to hey, is this is there another restaurant maybe in a I don't know, three, four block rate or I'll say half a mile radius of where this business is that is going to be offering the same type of food and that I'm trying to create or you know use this space for because how unless you really have a serious following how are you actually going to bring those folks you know so again I'm I'm not here as any type of as any type of uh specialist <laughs> in regards to this but certainly you know it's it's an opportunity for businesses and restaurants that unfortunately had to rethink how they need to do their business so that's kind of a over a general or overall view of what a ghost kitchen is but you're probably thinking well what type of process is there uh who how do you start that process Interestingly enough, there is a website called cloudkitchens.com. And it's, you know, again, it was just interesting kind of finding out about this because clearly you get an opportunity to find out, you know, specifically, you know, is this something possible that you might be able to do? Uh, and, and you know, they give you, I get they kind of give you the the, I won't say pros and cons, but they give you a, uh, a comparison, if you would, of traditional restaurants versus what a cloud kitchen is. So let's just say you used to have maybe a brick and mortar, uh, traditional um, restaurant, and now you're trying to do the the cloud kitchen, which in some instances there you might be actually limited to maybe delivery only or uh, takeout, um, but still. You know, think of that space that you are renting out uh, and yeah, but it gives you a breakdown. So first, you know, it, it asks, you know, when you get to this website specifically, it is dot com. It says, what's a ghost kitchen? You know, they have information on each one of these areas and we'll go through them just to kind of like give you an idea. And I'm leading up to something else, but Clearly it's I know it seems like one end of the spectrum and then of course a swing of the pendulum to another area, but follow me. (laughs) First, there's the, the turnkey solution, which you know when a business uh you know they don't they've had to give up their brick and mortar and they're like okay well what now? Well you can launch a ghost kitchen in a month is what they're saying. You don't have to wait 12 months 18 months you know to build out a brick and mortar and everything um and again it still takes some business knowledge process for you to do that but there are opportunities for you to you know if you had to unfortunately close your business temporarily you can then still go ahead and in a short amount of time say hey you you know, followers, you know, fellow foodies, you know, please make sure that you're, you know, checking back, you know, in with us within a short space of time, because we're going to be back. We, you know, may have had to close our brick and mortar, you know, at this location, but we're going to be coming back, or we're going to share a space or whatnot with another business. But again, uh, there are steps to this. So, the turnkey solution, very. Short space of time, not anything of, oh, it's going to take me a year, year and a half for me to really do this whole business model and everything and find my equipment and find things that I need and so forth. No, you if you are really serious about providing food for folks and want to still maintain your concept and so forth, there are ways that you're able to do that and save your business to a certain extent. Next is you want to focus on the food. Uh, You, you know, you've cooked. That's what you do. Uh, That's what is, has got you to where you are. But it's now when you're doing the the ghost kitchen or you're using this opportunity, uh, you could let kind of somebody else do handle the logistics and just, you know, make sure your orders you make are, are making sure that your orders are filled you know what I mean you know it's it, it really is let uh, someone else focus on the business portion to a certain extent I mean you have your own business model and everything what you're trying to do the profit and so forth for you but of course you're gonna be working with that business or that other kitchen restaurant whatever and talk about them and do that but for you the logistics you know the uh what uh refrigeration uh what type of uh stove or or griddle or grill do you need uh there are things that you're going to actually have to bring to the table yourself you know maybe you have literally there are some folks that they have uh, there's only one particular pan that i could use You know when I want to use this dish or when I'm making this dish, um, that's a whole nother story because sometimes pans are seasoned and anyway, but still, you then have the opportunity to focus on food, your food, and let someone else kind of like worry about the logistics. You know, it's it's helpful. You know, it it can be a lot. You know, and just hearing and hearing, but also. Seeing chefs or even just regular just business folks sitting down to do their business model um seeing the time period that it takes to come up with that concept uh really see it to fruition, it does take some time. I mean we could see that throughout you know our posts on Facebook we see businesses. Uh, creatives and entrepreneurs that are doing that full process of basically business from start to end they have a concept and but they are really doing it from the very beginning all the way through to i guess red ribbon cutting and beyond you know what i mean so Yeah, that's somebody else. Let somebody else worry about that part. You just focus on your food and making it uh, available to your 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 favorites, your fans. (laughs) But still, there's more to that. Again, these are step by step processes and everything. And we're not going to go through the whole thing because you know we're just trying to figure out you know what's a ghost kitchen how is it applied to us you know these are things that folks within our community especially when we see restaurants closing constantly you know it's, it's difficult and even though these restaurants are now switching to kind of like a virtual brand you know making them delivery only whatever you like to call them They are, they realize that, hey, we're going, we want to make sure that we survive during COVID 19. So they have to switch it up, you know. And unfortunately, because of sometimes impossible working conditions, you know, they have to back out from having a brick and mortar. They see too much that has to be invested in and that's this is not a knock it's just we didn't have we didn't realize that we were going to have to go through this and now we're faced with doing all these different changes you know we want our customers to be here we want our 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 fan base to realize that you know we're we're still here but we really just can't we can't afford it there are there's help even though there's help not everyone's getting the help that they need, so some again have to do that creative route and again, whatever word that you want to use, whatever word you want to call it, you know you it's it's there. you know there are opportunities for you to consider um, when it comes down to using a, a virtual kitchen. And or a ghost kitchen if you would and you know interestingly enough you're probably wondering where you kind of like started from it, it it probably really didn't get its, it's a full understanding until I guess within the last four or five years I think maybe maybe a little bit sooner than that or a shorter time than that but clearly um interestingly enough it had a prominence on Uber Eats you're probably thinking okay well how does that i don't understand how does that relate well you know a number of these food delivery services DoorDash Uber Eats um what Bite Squad and so forth yeah all of them okay many of them uh yeah are using ghost kitchens so okay notice how i i mentioned that there was a we're starting off basically on one side of the pendulum talking about ghost kitchens or whatever we're now kind of it's kind of swung down to the middle of the pendulum here not necessarily in the bad part but you're thinking, okay, nice. Ghost Kitchens businesses are trying to, you know, make some money, still stay afloat and everything. Um, even though they probably had to shutter their doors for their brick and mortar, they're working with some uh, other places and whatnot. Okay, so now you've learned that. And you're probably thinking, okay, well, how does this relate <laughs> to any of the Ghost Kitchens? Uh well, same thing what I was what I was mentioning about Uber Eats, DoorDash and a number of these other food delivery services are kinda like dropping the bomb on folks. Because that food that you think that you're ordering from your mom and pop, yeah. It's coming from a Chuck E. Cheese or a Chili's or some other you know place that you you're like wait a minute hold up it's, uh, but see there's there's nothing wrong with that it's just the thing that they're making this extra money and so many things uh, we won't really go into that much but just remember that there are there's some information that's out there um yahoo yahoo news mentioned it about and they use literally for an example uh you could order from a mom and pop and they use i i'm i'm assuming that it's probably a a a bit the mom and pop business um, pasquale's pizza and wings that might sound like a local pizzeria but really it's a ghost kitchen that's running from out of chuck e cheese kitchens like what was that I, I'm thinking that I'm ordering from a mom and pop and getting that support and everything. Well, the same thing with many others. There are popular chains that are actually doing this, you know, running, you know, technically a ghost kitchen. Um, some locations, they operate out of places like buca de Pepo or, uh, you know, Chili's has something I think they work with. Uh, there's a business called It's Just Wings or Just Wings. They talk about chicken wing delivery, but it's owned by the same parent company as Chili's. I, so, mind you, yes, of course, I did that. do that swing. You know, we jump from what is possible, but what's available. The thing about this, what they're saying, you know, make sure that you're ordering from someplace that you know is a mom and pop, and not really, just you know, I guess you want to say a a fake, <laughs> um, restaurant sort of, just to kind of help support uh, <laughs> a, a a larger business or a parent company. It, you again you want to give business and money to a small, locally run restaurant, not a big corporation that is like, hey, one person describes it as a a big corporation that's playing dress up. I I would really love to find out what your thoughts on that, you know, because clearly it is not uh, you want to know that where your money is going, and the whole. Sometimes it's so easy to get caught up with. You want the convenience of not having to worry about going out to go get your food. Leave it for somebody else or a, a, a another service to do, and you're like, hey, there's this uh, pizza place. There's a burger place that's right around the corner, or well, okay, not right around the corner, but literally. I'm just using that as a. As a phrase, <laughs> thrown out there, uh, that it's in the neighborhood. Why don't we just order from them? And then you find out. Wait a minute, these, this is, Chili's owns this, McDonald's owns this. What? <laughs> You're like, wait, I'm. I thought I was trying. You know, I'm thinking here. These, this mom and pop is, has advertised that we've got the best fries around, and we've got. You know, order our, our poutine or, or whatnot. You're thinking, oh, gosh, you know, they're doing something, you know, in the neighborhood. And I'm going to support them rather than trying to go to a big corporation that is really just wants you for your money. <laughs> That's all it is. They just want you for your money. Are you going to take it? Are you going to are you going to let them have it? No, really, seriously, though, no. I would really love to find out what your thoughts are on that is um what do you feel about a ghost kitchen uh what do you find feel what would you think if you found out that the play a place that was in your neighborhood and you thought it's a mom and pop i'm gonna support them and then come to find out it's like wait they they're the parent company of such and such i mean well excuse me that they have a parent company or their parent company is such and such, which I don't really care for their food, but for some reason or another, all of a sudden this is delicious. What are you kidding me? Yeah. I think I'd be mad. (laughs) I don't know about y'all. I would be kind (laughs) of mad. I'm just saying I'd be kind of upset, but if I'd love to hear your viewpoint, so please feel free to call me here at the radio station so I could, uh, so we can have that conversation, uh, It'll be throughout the rest of the show, of course. So I don't mind. Please, if anything, I want to hear your viewpoint. Six five one two hundred thirty four seventy nine. 651 234 Once again, 651-234-79. Um, there is, now that we've kind of like, yeah talked about, <laughs> the, you know, ghost kitchens, the, I mean, you could certainly find out more. That was just simply a touch on what ghost kitchens are. You know, if you'd like to find out a little bit more on that, you could definitely do so. But um, certainly it's something for folks to think about. Uh, Business owners, um, ones that are feeling, gosh, I've lost my business or whatever. There are there are creative ways that you're able to still feed the people. (laughs) Definitely feed the people. You know, during this time period of cold, you're probably wondering, those of you that are really wishing to just get out and enjoy things, uh, yeah, Minneapolis St. Paul uh, Magazine, specifically uh, the editor of that magazine, wrote an article about a number of ice bars that are coming for 2021. And we're going to kind of go through a few of them. And some of them are, you know, you're probably very familiar with, or you've gone to their, I don't know, um, their restaurant. And you're probably thinking, okay, they've switched up. Now it's something a little bit different. So I'm going to start with one that's very nearby. If you would, especially for St. Paul and he's our, well, I'll just say, you know, Chef Justin Sutherland at Handsome Hogs specifically. So he's going to, he's, you know, reopening his uh, Cathedral Hill barbecue spot February 1st. And the patio is going to be a custom ice bar. So again, like I said, these are for folks that they're going to bundle up in their. Parkas, uh, gloves, um, and are willing to stand out in the cold. (laughs) I'm just going to say. But the interesting thing about it is, I know, I talk about certain restaurants and even certain people, not even really to name drop or anything like that. But many of us, we're familiar with many, when I say many of us, I should say many, period. Are familiar with Justin Sutherland, specifically with Handsome Hog, but we know him from you know, he's literally a celebrity chef, if you would, being on Iron Chef, being on um oh gosh. Uh good Lord. You know the other cooking show. I drew a blank for a moment. Um but anyway we know he's an individual that's, he's an innovator. He's, he he does think he'll switch up. He'll do things. Um, He has restaurants and concepts pretty much, you know, in various areas of the Twin Cities. And realizing that we're going to have these cold snaps and everything, and he wants to draw people to his business, as many other restaurants do, why not have something that Folks have probably had a small version to it. This is going to be a huge one. I mean, it's a, a full bar that's going to be, you know, a custom ice bar. Um, and again, it's going to be open February uh, February 1st. Uh, there are going to be a number of different, you know, it's a place that serves bourbon a lot. So there's going to be bourbon and Red Red Bull drinks. And, you know, they'll have signature drinks, you um, of course, they'll have their wonderful food, you know, smashed burgers, sausages, fried chicken, uh, but it's it's going to be a party, y'all. Um, I think even our own station manager, DJ Ha, huh, what is going to be involved in this? Don't quote me on that, but just, you know, there's some information that was out there that I saw, and I'm just kind of like throwing that out there, you know. There's going to be live DJs from one to five on Saturdays and Sundays. And so, again, it's going to be a party, a party. (laughs) The article was saying that if, you know, the jams don't keep you warm, they'll have six live fire pits and plenty of gas heaters. So even though it's going to be cold out like today, have y'all been feeling this cold? Um, Yeah, you're going to be having some fun. At some place like Handsome Hog, but there, you know, those are not the only ones. Uh, clearly, you know, I guess back in the day, folks would do this. What I think they described them. Uh, what uh, 1971 or early on when folks were like, we need to get out, we need to do stuff. I, I'm sorry, I wasn't around here in the cold during this time period. I barely want to do it right now myself. But folks would get on their snowmobiles and go from one place to another or a a friend's place and have their ski mask on and and just get to these ice bars and and so forth. It's like, wow, um, why not bring it back? (laughs) How interesting. Why not do that? And so, yeah, the year that we've been having or years, the year. 2020 it's, we're not like in multiple but we've now gone into 2021 um yeah you have to do things a little bit differently and you know my sisters and I were talking about this phrase which i think applies to restaurants as restaurant owners um entrepreneurs anyone actually but it's kind of funny do what's do what's never been done in 2021 Yeah, I yeah I'm using that. Do what's never been done in 2021. So there probably was maybe an ice bar, maybe one or two. Yeah, this is this is really kind of like changing. And with this list, thank you, um, Minneapolis Saint Paul uh, magazine, giving you an idea of. Who, or these places are uh, you could go basically around the city the twin cities and go from I, I, I know it's not really a place that we talk about adult beverages and so forth but you know these are also places where you eat food so <laughs> that's why I'm sharing it because if you want the experience again why not uh, You be out with the people especially because we've been indoors all this time period Okay, so back on track. The next one is the how. The how. It's, I'm pronouncing it the how. It could be the hoe. <laughs> and the block, St. Louis Park. And clearly, um, the what? Craft and crew restaurants. They're bringing a uh, what? Ping pong. Uh, no, excuse me, ping pong. They're bringing beer pong or. They call them bags. Um, I, yeah. It. Yeah. We'll, we'll just leave that. I don't like the other word that they use for it, but that's... And I think that's the reason why, you know, it's described as being bags. Uh, while you're having a cocktail, um, it could be anything. Uh, they have various signature drinks that they would be offering, but... You know, there are snacks, there are fries that you can have, cheese curds, mini donuts. Let me just tell you that having mini donuts during the cold is so wonderful. I just, especially if it's just coming off of, coming out of the, I guess the fryer or, yeah, it's delicious, y'all. I mean, I would say... There needs to be some place that does hot chocolate. Uh yeah, coffee, blah blah blah. <laughs> Don't be mad, y'all. I like hot chocolate. But they do hot chocolate and then do mini donuts. I would I would forever be there. I really would. Uh yeah. Just so the how oh, a <laughs> hoe is actually gonna be doing one and you know that one's kind of that you know this is again this is these are ice bars that are going to be available in the twin cities right now they're open so you don't have to wait for that one so if you want to go there you could definitely um check them out and you know clearly i i should be telling you uh, uh where they are but yeah uh, so it's the the hoe or the how <laughs> I think it's the, the hoe. I really do they have a restaurant called the block and they are uh, you know except they're located at seven zero zero seven Walker Street that's in St. Louis Park uh, from want to find out more about them you uh, visit www. www. the block Um and you'll find out information about uh, location Um, not a non-location excuse me you'll be able to set up a a reservation you know this it's really kind of like suggested that you set up a reservation specifically during this time period but yeah uh and it it goes on to say that you kind of have to you have to set up a reservation so it's not even a question you have to set up a reservation um there are parties of six, or you know, parties of six is a, a max. Uh, if you are wanting to be there longer, you know, you have to hold your spot for you know with a certain dollar amount uh, for sixty minutes. Yeah, it, it's it's supposed to be fun. And let me go back. So if you you all are not familiar with you know, like I told you about the block, I did not tell you where Handsome Hog is. So. Clearly, that's my bad. Sorry. Handsome Hog. Handsome Hog is located at 173 Western Avenue, St. Paul. Yeah. It's, I again, I guess it's considered, you know, the what do you call it the the uh cathedral hill area it's a little snooty uh yes i said that if you heard me it, <laughs> um it's a little well to do <laughs> i'm just being honest about that uh there's nothing wrong with that i'm just saying it's want to know where the area is that's where it is basically it's at the corner of selby and western So once again, the address is 173 Western Avenue, St. Paul. Uh, You could definitely um, visit there. You'll find out what the menu is by going to handsomehog.com, www.handsomehog.com. And, you know, check out a number of the different items that are going to be available on their menu as and again, it's going to be available. So, yeah it's it's really interesting how you know things are coming together during these time periods and you know people are just being innovative on things and we need to switch up stuff it's 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 interesting to to see it really is here's another one and this one i i want i wish this were so much closer but you know folks if you're you're out you know, Egan, Savage, Farmington uh, <laughs> uh yeah there, you know, there's a, a place called Volstead Um, it's almost like a speakeasy y'all, really so uh, yeah uh, you just have to be there for the atmosphere, you have to know you really have to understand what type of atmosphere it is but clearly it's another place that is going to be creating uh a ice bar or having an ice bar available they are going to be concentrating a whole lot more on you know more beverages (laughs) put it that way uh and just the entertainment and enjoyment of being able to you know having adult beverages and uh hanging out with friends uh they are located and i think you know like i said there are multiple locations that can do this if you would but uh specifically um the restaurant that will be associated with them uh is called bourbon butcher uh bourbon butcher is located at two zero seven zero zero. Yeah, I love it. Chippendale Avenue in Farmington, Minnesota, five five zero two two four. Um yeah, they're they've already started. Uh yeah, they've already started. So in Savage, Whiskey Inferno, uh, Meat House and Craft Bar, you know, they are um they have one uh bourbon butcher which is the address that i just gave you they're in farmington um tequila uh butcher that's in chan and so again these different these various um areas uh, and are having various restaurants i should say or associated businesses are having ice bars or creating ice bars so that folks could enjoy you know appetizers uh adult beverages as and beverages <laughs> and punch uh so check them out you know definitely um, check these places out you know again i wasn't going to go through all of them but you know that's the majority of the list honestly um but clearly uh you'll have an opportunity to here here's here's the last one i will go through Uh, This is Freehouse and Longfellow and Three Squares. These are all three places, you know, the restaurants that are going to be having ice bars. So I I told you it's kind of extensive. Um, But depending upon what area of the city, you know, um, I believe Freehouse is in North Loop, uh, Longfellow Grill is in Longfellow neighborhood, and then Three Squares is in Maple Grove. So really, it clearly, no matter what area of the greater... I don't know, greater, more, more popular, <laughs> uh, Minnesota areas you're in, you will have an opportunity to enjoy these ice bars, but food goes along with it too. So again, there are appetizers, there are snacks that you can have as well, but still an opportunity to get out and to enjoy, um, fellowship with some of your friends is really awesome. So yeah, check it out. Uh, once again, Um, that information uh, brought to you thanks to Minneapolis Saint Paul Magazine. Um, Yeah, about ice bars, ice bars. (laughs) I I love the title, "The Ice Bars Cometh." So, as you know, I am always you know because we are in this pandemic, we've learned and. you know, over the past couple of days maybe what today is the 23rd we're only what 3 days past the time period when our new presidential administration has come into effect but while listening to some news and as this administration wants to concentrate this new administration wants to concentrate on improving the lives of those that are struggling Food has been one of the greatest things that is on, I believe, everyone's mind. I mean, we could see that from the food shelves or the distribution lines that you know folks are in. The length of time that they, honestly, patiently waiting in because we've seen some lines, y'all. You, know, you know, I'm quite sure that there have been even here within the Twin Cities. Um, There is no denying that folks are in need of some type of of help. And believe me, I'm not going into any type of politics, but there is, of course, talk about, you know, if you do get uh, food stamps uh, or some type of food assistance, uh, an opportunity for that to, you know, to raise the amount so that folks can they don't have to rely what every month. Or every single month, I, gosh, I, we could only use this much. Or this is only the amount that we have available. So we got to really cut things close, you know. And why? Food is such an important part. And we're not even talking about the restaurant portion. We're just talking about, can we have the actual sustenance for a family to create their own meal themselves? Because believe it or not... You know, might think, oh, well, the convenience of just ordering, you know, down the street, or, you know, why don't you just order McDonald's or something like that? Hello, folks are trying to do healthier things, and what what's the whole saying? What's the saying that you know you could you teach a man to fish, uh, and he'll survive for a lifetime? I mean, just give him a meal, okay? That's just a meal, but you teach him to fish or you give him the resources in which to sustain himself he'll be able to do that for himself rather than relying on someone else to do that so i sell that because in making distribution food distributions available throughout the twin cities i applaud all of these organizations that are doing so and so i'm always going to uh, you know, reference it, talk about it, let you know that hey, there's a resource that I'd like to share with you on some place that is doing food distribution, and you know, today is no different. Um, as a matter of fact, uh, it's from a, a friend, uh, I guess, a friend to the show, Indigenous Roots Cultural um, uh, Art Center. Uh, we know that they are located here uh, in the. Dayton's Bluff area they are located at seven eight eight east seventh street in saint paul um they're always doing something and providing yeah and and providing food help yeah yeah it's just crazy it's 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 wonderful what they are doing and how they're helping the community, but also you know because they're working. In collaboration with, um, you know, other businesses or organizations that realize the need for food in the community and how important it is. One in it was at one point one in eight. Then it dropped down to one in six. Fam- Let me rephrase that: it was one in eight families was going hungry. Then it dropped down to one in six. Most recently, the reports was one in four. One in four, one in four families within your community are having some type of food insecurity. They don't have enough, they don't have it. So what better way to have resources within the community that provide these opportunities for these families to ensure that they are getting a meal in their bellies, in their households? So again, Indigenous Roots uh, is has you know posted information um, you know about Sisters Camelot food distribution uh, at Indigenous Roots. Um, yeah, it says East East um, the St. Paul East YMCA are doing are doing a food distribution today. Uh, they did it on January uh, January 21st at noon. But now the Eastside Clinic is going to be doing it today, January 23rd, from 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. And this is free food distribution boxes, uh, January 23rd. Again, uh, Eastside Clinic, and I'll give you that information in just a second, um, Mm -hmm. Uh, They're located at 895 East 7th Street In St. Paul So Eastside Family Clinic uh, 895 East 7th Street Today uh, From 2 to 4pm And this is in partnership with the Sanaa Foundation um, Esperanza, El Burrito Mercado And El Jefe Radio they are sharing and making this available within you know for the community so anyone if you're out there and you are in need of some type of you know help when it comes down to food hey um be out there folks i mean the resources are there resources are resources are available to you um don't let your pride or anything of you know, we're all in this together because honestly yeah at one point uh i've been in that situation myself and you know you're like okay i'm i'm gonna try to make it i'm gonna try to make it i gotta push i gotta stretch some, you know certain things out and I, I could only have you know this or you know yeah Clearly, clearly, there are resources out there and we want you to take advantage of it. And so I am I'm glad to be able to share it with you. But I'm glad even more so for the fact that they indigenous roots and the other organizations that are coming together <clears throat> to bring this available to you. So shout out to all of those organizations. Again, the Sana Foundation, Esperanza Uh, El Burrito Mercado and uh, La Jefe Radio Um, yeah props to y'all goodness I'm telling you you are out here um, feeding the community so thank you very very much again remember it is today January 23rd from uh, 2 a.m. excuse me 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. at the Eastside Family Clinic Eastside Family Clinic. Oh man. What a time. What a time period. Uh no, I'm sorry. Let me also give you that address again. I was just about to kind of go past that. 895 East 7th Street, St. Paul, Minnesota. So again, two from Gen, uh January twenty-third from two to four PM food distribution at Eastside Family Clinic. Make sure you get uh you know partake or and and if you don't need it for you for your family why not give it to somebody else that you know probably doesn't have a car go there pick that up drop it off at their home or you know as as they like to say bless another somebody else you know with it maybe you may maybe you have an entire you know refrigerator full of stuff and you're like okay i just stocked up and then you know that your neighbor is struggling or something like that make sure make it make it available make bless them with with something you know um that's what you know this makes this time so important we're supposed to be looking out for one another uh humanity needs to be more prominent uh it needs to be demonstrated more in the community and even though we've seen that in the warmer parts of the year, the colder parts and going into the the new year and everything can be even more difficult because you're probably thinking, okay, well, you know, it's difficult to get out. You know, who has the ability to really has the want to actually, unfortunately stand at a bus stop. If you don't have a car to go to a grocery store, that is at least, mile and a half, two miles away or something like that. You know, don't have food that's very, very close to you or accessible, nutritious food that's very, very close to you, but you've got to travel, you know, one and a half, two miles away to go find something. Yeah, no. That's, it's, it's, it's hopefully we're, as the new year, um, we enter, we, Go through the rest of this year that we find ways on being able to address food accessibility, uh, equity within the communities um, in creative ways. And definitely with the opportunity that organizations like the Sana Foundation, um, Indigenous Roots, El Burrito Mercado, and many others, um, you know, we know that they are reaching out. Um, to the communities in whatever ways possible, offering food distributions, partnering with other businesses to do food drives. Um, they you realize you could see that they are recognizing that there is need for this help uh, or for improvement when it comes down to food equity uh, within certain uh, neighborhoods and communities. So, again, shout out to them and thankful for them for uh, putting these uh, types of things together. Remember, there are still resources that you can, you know, everyone seems to have a phone. You know, sometimes I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to say it. Sometimes, you know, it, you know, because it's a lifeline, there are other things that you would think that are uh, feel our necessities that um, folks are willing to give up uh, to to pay for a phone bill or make sure that their phone is still on you know what I mean I'm just saying I'm just saying that's it is what it is so use your phone find out what your resources are in the neighborhood and everything so and go from there yeah so man Thank you all so much for sitting down with me today. I know our conversation, it kind of, it didn't jump around. It was just, it was ghost kitchens. How is it beneficial? But then watch out for your ghost kitchens because you don't want to be thinking that you're supporting a mom and pop and then find out, gosh, that came from Chili's or whatever. No, that's not the way to do it. Really find out if it's that mom and pop that, you know, you're getting, that you're helping. Oh, man, what a wonderful time. Thank you all so much for sitting down with me again. Uh, please tune in next week. Uh, interesting information about nutrition and fasting. So until next time, people, peace. And as always, as I end every show, uh, I want to remind you never to let anyone tell you what type of food you need to be because it's food that brings us together and strengthens our bonds in the community. <laughs> peace and taste it. I'm bougie food day.